Cam, I'm I'm putting you guys to work. Well, maybe you guys because we haven't seen PJ yet. He might be he might be showing up at some point. I think he's eating. Like he's in the building. I mean, you think, you, just, you, think you think my man just lost track of time? Well, there's nothing wrong. Segment two. There's nothing wrong with that. Or like better like late than never. Halfway through segment one. I mean, that's fine too. Just you know, pop him up. Grab a mic, and he's good to go. All right, so whenever PJ shows up, we're going to try to fix some things today. The NCAA, we knew it was coming. They uh, announced a statement. Actually, Jerry Moorhead, uh, University of Georgia president, the chairman of that committee, uh, released a statement saying they're going to do a study into NIL and how it could be negatively, like, quote, negatively impacting the student-athlete experience. And so that should be coming out in April with findings coming out in June. And kind of what we were talking about last week, could we potentially see some guide rails on NIL? Because right now it's the Wild Wild West. So we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Also, a very underwhelming All-Star weekend, I would say. A a tough weekend for the NBA. A lot of uh, dunks missed in the dunk contest. So we're going to talk about how you could potentially fix that. Because I think the signature event now of All-Star weekend is the dunk contest, and that was rough. Yeah, it was the worst dunk contest I've seen. Ever right? Yeah, it 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 was it was bad. I think it was more missed dunks than made dunks. So I mean, it was bad. So we're gonna talk about how you could potentially fix that. But I want to start here because I I find Twitter spats extremely interesting because there's a whole lot of keyboard warriors out there, uh, a lot of people who like to say things behind cartoon profile pictures and fake names and and call people out. But also some people that uh like you know Jeff Garcia prior to the NFC Championship that just kind of stick their foot in their mouth. And then double down on it. Uh, did you guys see what happened between the Outro Brothers and Doug Gottlieb? No. Okay, so here we go. Let's just dive into it. Uh, Fox Sports Radio analyst, one and all, uh, Sam Outro was asked to rank his top five quarterbacks in the NFL following the Super Bowl. His list did not include Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Which well, that's, that's wild. Which, I mean, Cam's face is what? most people's face would be. I think most people's list, especially since Tom Brady is now retired, would immediately start with Patrick Mahomes, and then you would kind of shuffle the four around, who you could argue, like a Joe Burrow, maybe is he making a name for himself in the top five now that Brady has retired, Aaron Rodgers and those guys, right? But I think any list starts with Patrick Mahomes. Sam Outro, not the case. Not even in the top five for him. And so Doug Gottlieb takes to Twitter and he says, if you don't think Pat Mahomes is one of the top five best quarterbacks in football, you probably shouldn't talk about football for a living or to friends or strangers. So kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of just a funny statement, right? But I think if you just read the first, the second sentence, you probably shouldn't talk about football. No, I mean, I, I, I like the statement. That's something I would say to my friends. Like, Yeah, it's just, I, it's just it's, smack talk. Yeah, it's smack talk, but it's... I'm sorry, it's the absolute truth. Like, right. I know everybody's not a fan of Mahomes. I know some people that don't like him, but come on. Like, Patrick Mahomes is easily top five. He's top three. So, easily. a lot of people took that very literally, and they were like, oh, wow, Doug Gottlieb is calling for Sam Outcho's job. Like, he's, oh. and it's like, it's to me, I kind of took it as what you said, where it's just like, if you say something that wild as I like, do, get out. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't say stuff that wild, right? So it's like I, I kind of took it that way, but a lot of people took it very literally. So Emmanuel Outro, his Sam Outro's brother, takes to Twitter and says, "You got a real slick mouth for being a backup on the court and on television. You got to pick a struggle." Why are I don't understand the 
the sensitivity when it comes to sports. Um, that's one reason why I don't talk to a lot of people about sports anymore. Everybody is so sensitive. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. You shouldn't. Like, if somebody came, if you guys came in here and said Kobe Bryant is a top five, you know, basketball player, I'd be like, yeah, we're, you shouldn't be talking basketball then. Like, you shouldn't be talking basketball. Yeah, if you came in here and we were like, hey, who are, who's one of the top five players of all time? Like, Kobe's not. It's like, yeah, yeah I'd be like, okay, yeah. well, you don't need to talk yeah, Michael basketball. Michael Jordan, not one of the top five basketball but players. But it's nothing personal, yeah. though. It's just, it's kind of like just smack talking and just being funny, which is awesome. It's also being real. But I mean, I've noticed that lately. People are very sensitive when it comes to sports like they're out there playing the sport right now so right okay so just to continue because this is not where it stops Doug Gottlieb fires back when you have no defense for your brother's indefensible take you go at the messenger <laughs> and to be fair to him Emmanuel Alcho like offered no retort or reasoning behind his brother's take it was all kind of personal attacks against Doug Gottlieb yeah. all right so that let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's tell him like it is too like I, I agree with I agree with with you guys absolutely with the keyboard warrior thing and everything like that about everyone that was getting offended that it's like not Emmanuel Outro. Amit, Emmanuel Outro is doing something that, well, that we like to call brother rage. I was right? going to like, say, because this happens to me <laughs> weekly where I I don't want to say go at it with PJ, but we, we have disagreements and we yeah. kind of poke at each other and I right. get a text message from PJ's brother saying I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever been like that clear, but it's he, he does come to defend, but at the same time, like, you're exactly right. Emmanuel Outro had, and that's why I call it Brother Rage. It's very clear because, again, he had nothing to say about the Patrick Mahomes take. It was just, I'm going to call you out and say bad things about you because you jokingly said something bad about my brother. Like, I, sure. So I'm with you that. All right. So Emmanuel Outro comes back and kind of goes full scorched earth on him. Oh, he God. says, My brother's take was trash. But so is your career as a pro athlete and on-air personality. It continues. It continues. So we can agree there is trash all around. You keep talking slick on Twitter like you somebody. Ask at Colin Cowherd to take a day off so you can get some airtime again. Wow. Daggum. I mean, it's, it should never get that personal. I mean, had he said, you know, you shouldn't talk football anymore. We need to call NFL Live or ESPN, whoever you're with, to, uh, to fire you, then that's okay. Then you do that. I mean, he's doing personal jabs. It's it's still sports at the end. Of, none of y'all are playing. It's still sports. We're we're talking and discussing sports. I just never got into personal jabs with people. Sure. When it talks to sports, oh, you think you know more, it, bro? It's sports. Come back with something better. That's why. All I right. So people. so Doug Gottlieb now responds. <laughs> oh, this no. is outstanding. Uh, not the response. Just this entire situation is outstanding. Uh, Doug Gottlieb comes back, responds, and he says, "What a." Shortened version of Richard. <laughs> yeah. All right. What a yeah. What a shortened version of Richard. Thanks for showing your true colors. Right. Yeah. That that, that is all true. right. So and, and again, I I don't know that Doug Gottlieb's in the right. I think he could have maybe phrased, "You shouldn't be talking about this for a living." A little bit differently. Uh, but Emmanuel Outro again taking this way past where it needed to go right. says, "I'll take and and deliver a bullet for my brother." Don't uh, come for us unless we sin for you. Have a good evening, my friend. It's not, it's bro. Not we're talking. We, we're talking about a sports. stupid list on a stupid sports talk show. Yep. About a just a stupid, irrelevant conversation. They're talking as if they're like mobsters or something like that. Like they're going out there doing some illegal thing. It's sports. It's sports. At the end of the day, just, I, just calm down. I can't yeah. stand when people you know, do that. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, I that's it. it, it 
everybody's a little bit too sensitive, like like nowadays. But let's let's, and that's coming. Like I'm a sensitive dude, so like uh, me <laughs> saying that's pretty big. So, but at the same time, like this is the guy that like you're all hanging out, having a good time, whatever, and you jokingly say, like you said, you jokingly say something to your boy, and he just flips. And, and it's just, okay. So it's, this is where I wanted to go then, next. And then I have you look at him, like and he he looks back at you, and it's like, yeah, I think we're just gonna like we're just gonna leave now because you just yeah. you just ruined everything. No, but how like, many what? times? How many times <laughs> were we talking about like Trevor Simeon? Because Cody's like, I believe he's a franchise quarterback, and we all just would pile on, and then it gets personal, and all of a sudden you're screaming at each other. It's like right. sports are so stupid. Uh, I, I I have friends like that. Friends that do that. I give them one shot. They do it again. I'm like, I'm, we're not talking anymore about sports. Obviously, it's a little, it's a too touchy and a sensitive subject to you. I'm I'm good to go. You should be able to talk sports with friends. Move past it. Argue whatever. You have your personal opinions, but when it gets personal, you gotta move past that. That's like, just it's like, sports. Yeah, man. that's like if 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 you said something yeah. that was just like you said something about Stetson Bennett or whatever. And I was like, man. First of all, I would never. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just like, man, get out of here. That's ridiculous. And then you literally were like, yeah, you're right. And then just left. Like, that's that's not, like, that's basically what happened here. Like, your list is ridiculous. Get out of here. You know with who that. would do and that, though? Someone... You know who would, you know who is the person who will do that the most, though? Like, if I we kind said, of can't wait if, to we, hear. if we said that exact statement, if we said, bro, if you say something like that, you probably shouldn't be talking about sports for a living. Just as a tongue in cheek joke, Kevin would leave. Once <laughs> you said, I was yeah. like, "It's gonna oh, be Kevin." No. Kevin, Kevin will leave in a heartbeat. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna do that today. Do it. Yeah, I mean, you should. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that today. I'm Has going it to. Happened in the past already. I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, Kevin has left the show already before. But like, if you disagree <laughs> with him and you like, if if you try to take it, just like if you try to elevate the conversation or a word I learned uh, from the Olympics, right? Uh, the amplitude. Of the conversation, because okay. when they're doing the half pipe, they don't call it the altitude or the air. They call it the amplitude of how high they got up there. If you right. increase the amplitude on the conversation, Kevin's just like, you know, all right, fine, whatever. I think that's just the beauty of He will of not argue talk, back though. with you. He will that's not a, argue back. I yeah. think the beauty of sports talk is kind of like arguing, debating, because both people are getting their sides out. Like, we watch it every day. We do it every day. See, I talk too much to allow you guys to do that. I apologize. I, I it don't, I don't really well, matter. It doesn't fine. really matter. Yeah, no, to me. This is your yeah, show. I mean, I mean, like you talk as, <laughs> talk as much as you, you said, want, this man. This is your like, show. I mean, is it is it not? I mean, like we're just kind of here, dude. You let us talk, so like that's fine. Yeah, man. But <laughs> I I trust me, friend. I have friends that watch the show, and I have friends in general. Like they they know who they are. They do the exact same thing. You talk sports, they get sensitive. That's why I don't say anything anymore. Well, we used to, to be able to have a conversation like as a country, but now it's like. It's too sensitive. You can't hardly talk about anything. You can't. Oh, you can't. I, if yeah. I go on Twitter yeah. and I'm like, oh, man, LeBron James isn't the GOAT for hitting the game winning shot last night. People are calling me a hater. And you just, oh, my gosh, you don't appreciate greatness. We talked about you. You you used a couple of different examples here, right? Like you talked about Kobe Bryant. You, you just brought up Le- LeBron James. How many people would not have been able to have the conversation that we had last week on this show? That that us three had about LeBron and Kobe uh, uh, it, and it would have been it would have been, been over yeah. in a heartbeat. People get sensitive <laughs> over that. Um, the top five quarterbacks. I always go with Aaron. I know people go with Mahomes. Some go with you know Brady. People get sensitive over that. I've never understood it. It's you know like, who the greatest arguer we've ever had at this company was. And you never worked with him, Cam. There's no. been some good ones. Jim. 
Yeah. Jim Johnson, because he, uh, no, P, and PJ, <laughs> reason is PJ's going, eh, it's because he knows. Jim would not even believe in what he was arguing about. But he would argue He it. would argue it just to piss you off. Yeah, it's, it's guys like that. But like, I mean, that's the thing. This guy's and, like but that. he would bring like he would bring facts, and so you'd be like, oh. <laughs> you might think it. See, I enjoyed those types of conversations. And, and yeah, but there's a few times no, 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 where I get, I get where you and Kevin on. and, and PJ, and I even did. He gets you emotional because you get mad at how right he is. Well, you get you get mad at how like annoying and and just because there's stuff that was nonchalant that like he would do, and like you said, when you could tell, this is the thing that gets me. If he was like passionate and like being honest about something and like had stats to back it up, like you said, and was right about it, I'd be like, dang, I just learned something that's great. The the thing that get me things that get me annoyed <laughs> with with Jim and with BJ is when you know that they don't care about it and that they're just continuing yeah. to continue. And they don't really have a point. Oh, they're, I'm not going to say it. To do it. I'm not going to say That's this about. But I had to leave one time because BJ was doing that about something, and just being the shortened version of Richard, and <laughs> I had I had to leave because it was going to go sideways if I had stayed. And he had to call me later. He's like, "Hey, I just want you to know I was kind of being a jerk just to be a jerk. I'm sorry. I'll give BJ credit. He will yeah. call you and apologize yeah. about no, this. But you know, love some good arguments. Nah, yeah, arguments. I love arguments yeah. like. Yeah, I've I've had instances where somebody's Ohio State fan and they're out of the playoffs, then they're rooting for Alabama against Georgia. Yeah. Just talking smack. Just it's just annoying. But I don't get sensitive over it. I laugh, but I'll debate it, it though. Yeah. I'll debate it. It's no reason. Only reason I brought this sensitive. up is Mario. Oh my god. If me and PJ start going at it, I can't have you threatening me via text message every time me and PJ disagree. I don't think I don't know how many threats you've got. I think they're like Oh, they're implied. <laughs> the biggest one was like, what was it? Ndamukong Sue? I think. Yeah, I think oh, he was, he was got friend. He was upset about that. <laughs> he was very upset about that conversation. But, uh, I mean, no, you're right. Like the, and, but when it's when it's I'm about just sports, I love it. when it's about sports, it's got to be about sports, man. And the moment it, it comes into like who you are as a person, your accomplishments and all that, like calm calm down, dude. Calm down. Yeah. You got also He went the whole I leave. get that like Oh, if I, my brother, I have a little brother, if he made a list of the top NFL quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes wasn't in the top five, I would be joining Doug Gottlieb oh, for sure. and cooking him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if flame come, broiled. Like, right. like, come on, man. Let's be. be real. Like, if you don't have Mahomes in your top five, you should, you deserve to get, you deserve Charred, to get toasted, yeah, roasted. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to find a good word we could use on air. Uh, you deserve to get just shamed. Uh, we call you a drug. like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. drug test. We, we no, can no, drug no, test. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Not getting drug tests, like getting drug. Like you're oh, like, drug. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. we like, can do both. We can do yeah, all of this. Yeah. We can do all of this because how's Mahomes not a top five quarterback? Like that's my favorite quote know. tweet now on Twitter is somebody will say something wild and then the first quote tweet's like you're about to so get. Who drug. was his list though? <laughs> we could probably pull it up. Yeah, I want to see. I, I don't think anybody ac- actually like looked. I think it was more just like he said what, and he didn't have see who? his list. It's somebody gotta be like, have to. It's okay. gotta be like full meme list, like like, like Jerry Goff's up there, number well, one. Let's do this. So we're gonna plan <laughs> that I am at some point going to look at Kevin and say, "You probably shouldn't talk about blank for a living." Yeah. Just cut off one of his takes. I'm gonna try to find somewhere in the show today to do that, just to see if Kevin leaves. Right. Um, Good. And then we have to come back. We have to try to fix a couple things. But in the break, we'll look up what Sam Alcho's cool. top five list was. Cool. That's the thing too. Like, I, 
you see all this stuff, whatever, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I like all those guys. Like, they all have really good takes about a lot of different stuff, but, like, that's that's wild. Like, that's too much, man. I will say this. It is it is a very see. entertaining show. I'm trying the, to see who he could put. Like, the Outro Brothers, about. they do a very good job. Yeah, for everything yeah. I see them on, they're, they're it just incredible. It's not, like, not great with quarterback lists. Yeah, not great with quarterback lists and not but great listen, with, not we great all with have, we taking all have semi-sarcasm, right? Like, yeah. Well, like I said, Doug, I, I don't think there is a correct side in this. I just think it was everybody stuck their own collective foot in their mouth. And Twitter, it's beautiful. Screenshots, it's there forever. Gotta mm-hmm. love the internet. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to fix some things next right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry. All right, we're going to do it. Sports Talk Radio Show. Top five quarterbacks in the league right now. I'm going to give you guys a chance to think about it, maybe talk it out a little bit, but I think what's going to surprise a lot of people is how young this top five list probably is. This is mission are old and young. Because we can't sit here and crap on Sam Alcho's list without bringing our own. Mm. No, that's true. I, I think it's a mixture of old and young, though. Because, I, I mean... Tell me if I'm wrong. I know you have Rodgers in your top five, um, and Stafford cr- cracks mine as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I had to go one through five, all right, hold on, we have the sounds for it. Okay. Okay, cool. If all I had right, to are, go, are we are, we are we going five through one? We go five through one. or one through five. Okay. Um, we go five through one. All right. Now, Cam Mercury's number five quarterback in the NFL is Joe Burrow. Yep. Yep. I would go Joe Burrow. I think. He had a great year. Still has a little bit more to prove, but I will go Joe Burrow. All right, who's number four? Oh, man. Um, This is (laughs) tough for me. I will actually go Stafford. Wow. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. I mean. Why why Stafford? Stafford over who? Like, who didn't make the list? Or is that a spoiler alert? That's a spoiler mm -hmm. alert. We'll go go through the rest. Spoiler alert. I think Stafford deserves it. He's Defending champion. One one year out of Detroit, and he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, nice. I can't catapult him in the top three. It's been one year. Okay. but these next three guys have done it well. You know, number three, I got, you know, Josh Allen. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Yes, Josh Allen. He's had a great year. I think, had he beat Mahomes, they may have had a better chance to possibly beat Cincinnati, the AFC Championship, probably see them in the Super Bowl, and they win it. Love uh, Josh Allen. All right, so your, this game. your number two quarterback is? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he had a good year, but he struggled up and down just a little bit. He wasn't great all year. And then blew kind of the 21-3 lead, but everybody makes mistakes, so I'm not going to hold it against him because the okay. number one guy, you know, he's made he made a mistake in the playoffs, but reigning MVP, back-to-back MVP, I still think he's the best quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I, I think he's still the best quarterback. He doesn't have near as, the, um, near as many weapons as the other four quarterbacks I just said outside of Devontae Adams. Like, he doesn't have – what Burrow has on the offense and Rams and Bills and Chiefs. He has the worst weapons out of the five, but I mean, but he still puts up great numbers. If Tom Brady's not retired, is he still number one? Ooh, man. I mean, the dude just led the league in touchdowns. I say 1A, 1B. He has a lot of weapons. <laughs> I'm talking about best or greatest. No, best. Like, I mean, I like what quarterback more than Tom Brady, if you're seeing him in the playoffs, would put more fear in your heart? Aaron I was, Rodgers. I, I would say, what has Aaron Rodgers done in the playoffs? But I wouldn't say it's Aaron Rodgers' fault in the playoffs. Exactly. Outside of this year, now this year I will give you that. 
But the mother years, his, his team his gets up. His second best tool was a running back, yeah. man. I mean, that that's my yeah. thing. Is is Tom Brady? Yeah, like you're right. He had one of his best years, if it's not if not his best, one of his okay, best that, but that's, statistical years this year for sure. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Mike Evans down there. I mean, he he had Antonio Brown for half the year. Like, dude's got weapon. Got Gronk still. Like, he dude got he had got the he had the petrified everywhere. remains of Gronk. But he had a really good defense though. Like okay, and Matt Stafford thing. didn't. No, 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 no. I agree. Yeah, That's he's not a, the no, conversation. Tom, Tom right is ahead of Matt the con- Stafford. Yeah, the, the conversation. But Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that meant it, it's it's bad there. Like all the NFC championships, it hasn't been his fault. Um, it's bad. Like his team gets up thirty plus points per game in the playoffs. That's my thing. It's like you That's said. Like, like every one of those teams and in, in quarterbacks that you mentioned has their own version of Do- Devontae Adams, right? And, and, and then, somebody else and yeah. other people yeah. to to go to. Like that is true. Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams and a running back. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. Valdez, Scantlin, and Lazard are not. They're they're not there. Nah. So they can't get open in big games. It's it's just not happening. But it's a very it's a very relative conversation, right? Like I'm I'm not saying he's not an amazing quarterback. I'm saying if you had a choice, like which quarterback your team was facing in the playoffs, y'all would choose Brady over uh, Rodgers. Um, it depends. Like it's on the, the same teams. team. You're playing the same team, but you can either face Tom Brady or you could face Aaron Rodgers as oh, your no, quarterback. I would, I would love to face freaking Aaron Rodgers because Tom Brady has a better team. No, that's not what I'm saying. He's saying I'm the saying same team. Same saying, team. Yeah. Like Tom Brady's the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, or Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback oh, I, for the Green I, Bay Packers. I, I, I would Who would you rather face? I'd rather face Tom Brady. You guys are out of your mind. Yeah. If Tom Brady was on Green Bay, it would you be should much not worse. talk about sports for a living. <laughs> <laughs> If Tom Brady was on Green Bay, it'd be much worse because that O line against San Fran, they couldn't block. And only reason why it wasn't as bad because Rodgers could move. I'm saying Brady's a statue, um, and we've yeah. seen that happen in a couple. No, of Super Bowls. no. See, well, see, here's the thing though. Dan Graziano kind of talked about this for everyone saying like the better weapons that Tom Brady had, he did. But also, if you go by the advanced metrics, he was fitting footballs into windows that we had never seen him fit them into before. Because, again, yeah, it's Gronk, but it's an older Gronk. And now think about the development just since Gronk's been in the league. Ten years ago, inside linebackers weighed 250 pounds and were basically defensive ends who stood behind the line so they could make tackles against LaDainian Tomlinson, right? Now, inside linebackers weigh 220 pounds and run four fours. Right, so he's having to fit the football into windows he's never had to before, and he's still doing it. And he still led the the NFL with all these guys we're talking about: Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, just throwing up all kinds of stupid numbers. Tom Brady in his forties still led the NFL in touchdowns. Oh no, I mean, like I said, I would put one. Like, I think 1B. it's Brady fatigue. I think it's like I think no, it's like I think it's sure. like it's like Bama fatigue, right? He's the Where it's just like ever. you just kind of forget how good he is. Because he's been doing it for so long. Like, dude played in the Super Bowl in 45% of his career. And yeah, I, no, it's I, incredible. I, I don't yeah. understand why people uh, criticize him for, for losing to and, the Rams. He went out with a bang. Yeah, but, like, and, and yeah, like, he, he, he walked off the field with a lead. Yeah. Like, he did it again. He went out with a bang. Yeah. What was it? What was the score? 24 to 3? Yeah. And, and he brought him all the way back? Yeah, yeah it ended up impressive. being 27 to 3. 27 yep, that's what it was, and then he came back and tied it up 27-27. And, and that's that why, more so than just like looking at them in shorts and like throwing the football around, it's when Tom Brady's had to do it, he's done it time and time again. When Aaron Rodgers has had to do it, more often than not, he comes up short. I mean, you at home, where it's supposed to be a home-field advantage for you, you put up 10 points against San Francisco. That's rough. 
I mean, yeah, but it's Brady's done the same thing. Difference you is, lost to, but how many times has Tom Brady lost to Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs? He, he's lost to Eli Manning. Eli Manning in that beef. He only put up 14 points with Randy that's two, Moss. That's the two time. Yeah, but All right. I mean, is thing is, time, he they, only put up 14 points. Think about those the way those teams gave are structured. Up 17. Yeah, you know, and look at the Super Bowl against. Golfing him, Tom Brady didn't even throw a so touchdown. So wait, just to clarify, you guys are saying it's more horrifying to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs than Tom Brady. I think I would be more scared if it was like the same team. That's what I'm Absolutely. asking. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers' team like a full, complete team. When they played the Falcons, we, they were missing like 15 guys. No, I think we have. They went two and one Super Bowl. Like, yeah, yeah, the one like, year he I mean, had a complete team, he did win the Super Bowl. That is true. Um, even the NFC Championship with the Legion of Boom. They were up 17-0 against the lead. You, you recover the onside kick, you win the game. And they just couldn't recover an onside kick. I remember that game. Um, it's, it's a lot of back. They gave up 300-plus rushing yards against San Fran, and San Fran didn't pass That's for wild. three quarters. See, to me, Tom Brady's like John Wick. He's the boogeyman. The Baba Yaga. I don't disagree with it. That's why yeah. I haven't really been like coming back at you with any of your takes. Like, I I agree with with ninety seven, like pretty much everything you're saying, because it's all true. Like the advanced metrics and all that stuff, and the, the freaking linebackers and the windows he had to fit it to. You're right; it's 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 all insane. But like my thing is, that I'm not hating on Tom Brady by any means. By by not ha- like, is he the greatest of all time? Yes, but just with the tools, I think in his passing ability and who he is as a player, Aaron Rodgers is scary as hell to me as a quarterback. But so is Tom Brady. Okay. Like, I wouldn't want to face but either on, of them. Honestly, I got a question. When they beat the Falcons in 2016, who was his best weapon on offense? Like, it was it was Gronk, right? But Gronk was hurt. It was crazy, yeah. I mean, but Gronk was hurt. I'm not saying – we were talking about last year. Like, I, I'm I'm not saying that he hasn't – he's done it with well, no, stars his whole career. You guys are, like, you guys are talking about, like, all like, kinds of – you guys are talking about, like, all kinds of years of Aaron Rodgers. So, I'm just – I'm asking. Like, was Julian Edelman his best weapon when they probably, beat the Falcons? yeah. Gronk and, Gronk yeah, and Julian, Julian Edelman, Edelman right? Hoyer. I mean, they had like, a really was, good defense. No, was that – no, not Hoyer. Hogan. I mean, Hogan. They, they had a damn lacrosse exactly. player. Yeah. You had a lacrosse player. Name out. Already. Like, I mean, if we're talking about <laughs> no, if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers having a, a wide receiver playing running back, okay, let's talk about Tom Brady having a lacrosse player playing wide receiver. Right. Julian Edelman is one of the best playoff performers, though. I will. It, give him but again, that. is that is that is? And I'm not taking anything away from Julian Edelman. Oh, no, but is, I agree. is Julian Edelman one of the best playoff performers ever if he's playing for the 49ers? That's why, yeah. Or is that's he one of the I best say, playoff performers ever because he was Tom Brady's slot receiver? Because that's I mean, what I say I mean, about Jordy just, Nelson. Yeah, he I literally just filled in for Wes Welker. No, no, I agree. I say that about Jordy Nelson when they say Jordy Nelson was so elite. What did he do after Rodgers? Absolutely nothing. But, I mean, I think that 2016, that had, it had a little bit to do with Brady, but it had a lot to do with, you know, my Falcons melting down. Just run the football. I think that's how most fans feel just when their team the loses. All right, let's switch gears here real quick. Cam, how do we fix the dunk contest? Because that was atrocious. That um, was that was bad. That was for those of you who didn't watch. I mean, there was it, it looked like you were watching like a bunch of dudes try to dunk at your local LA Fitness. Like it was, it was bad. And for whatever reason, not even the best players in the league, the best dunkers in the league won't come. They won't come. Like out. Aaron Gordon won't come. Well, they robbed him. There's twice. a good reason. For yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. But he's like he's like. Pretty clearly, the like maybe outside of Giannis, because I'm sure Giannis, if he did a dunk contest, could do some silly stuff. But like outside of Giannis, is anybody better than Aaron Gordon? Levine, John ja- ja Morant last last night. 
holy crap. Oh, exactly, um, yeah, he. I didn't know he could jump. His head was we, literally at the rim. We've he's been 6'2". Yeah. completely robbed of, and I'm not saying he would now, but like we've been completely robbed of LeBron James. Uh, I'm like, yeah. can you imagine him in a dunk contest and like, in like Westbrook? 08? Yeah, oh my gosh, gosh like Russell that. Westbrook. Okay, right. but what's the what's the reward? <clears throat> like, why why would they? Well, I mean, I don't know why would they. I, I know it's a prestige. Because these things are making like then. hundreds of millions of dollars every year. Because like Kobe. Mike, they won a slam dunk contest. So I was always like, LeBron is that level. I want to see Bron do it one time. Even LeBron put his name in there. He's going to win off a name. We all, like, it's LeBron. But to fix it, what you should do is, those guys that you see on YouTube doing those crazy dunks, you get about four or five of those guys. You get a sponsor. The winner gets a million dollars. You know, the second place guys get half a mil, and then you cut down the prices. And that's going to bring guys to come out, and they want to, like, dunk and put on a show. NBA guys, it's, it's a different culture now. They're too cool. Mm-hmm. They're just too cool. They don't want to come out there and do it anymore. So you got to understand that. Go get some guys off the street. And They're like, going to do it. There's, there's Absolutely. And there's so many other things. Like I was listening to something. There's so many other things outside of the basketball court nowadays that, that like basketball players are interested in mm-hmm. and invested in and things like that. I get also, I think the main excuse you always hear is I don't want to get myself injured. Like I want mm-hmm. and whatever. But you still play but, a full regulation game. Right, exactly. Yeah. But... This is the main thing with me is like you talked about uh, Michael Jordan and and Kobe Bryant and what I feel like at least was a little bit with them. There was something to win, yeah. so they went out and they won it. Like that, that's that's how competitive those guys were. And even Goes if it back was, to our conversation last week, right? And if it was only even if it was only once, like I mean a Blake Griffin, where like he goes out, he wins it, and he's kind of like All Kobe right, won I did it at eighteen. I think Mike won it. At 21 or 22. Right. That's what I'm saying. It was young. something to go out there and mm-hmm. do and something to win. Like, obviously, we've seen LeBron James and, and other people. It's just like they, they don't have that edge to them right now. And it's yeah. just like, okay, yes, yeah, the dunk contest is whatever. I'll enjoy it from afar, but I don't want to get myself hurt. It's, like, no. Nah, it sucks. Like It does. One, because LeBron is that one like, guy. I mean, would like you, I said, would you argue with me if I said LeBron probably, like just in terms of ability, might be the best dunker ever? Oh, man. Vince Carter. Uh, and, uh, Vince Vince was filthy, but like also like LeBron's what five six inches taller than him. Yeah, it, it's it's a cut. You can like Vince, Vince could jump out of the building. Like he has some of the greatest dunks of all time, even in game. Like the Olympics yeah. dunk yeah. might be the most iconic dunk outside of Jordan's dunk ever. ever. Yeah, right. But it's just LeBron in terms of his ability. Like some of the things he threw down, like in the like run of play mm-hmm. with the Heat. You know what separates him though is. He he puts a lot of power. It's violent. It. Yeah. yeah, it's violent. He it's like he doesn't have to jump as high as everybody, but yeah. when it's violent, it's a different type and, of thing. And dunk. to be fair to the guys who were dunking last night, I think that was half of the problem is mm-hmm. every dunk that's ever been done has been done. Yeah. Right? Like it's like any dunk that you can think of, it's been done before. And so what do you have to do now? You have to make it more violent and faster yeah. and more explosive. And so you could tell last night they were missing some of those and the ball was like ricocheting into the front row Maybe. because they were just trying to throw it down so you know, hard. Maybe and they were having too much to drink the night before. Wow, him. You know, maybe I'm just saying. Like the reckless so. speculation. I mean, I, if you look, all those guys that were dunking, they're under the age of 25. Maybe they just, some of them are not Jalen Green's, 19. Co-Anthony's 20. Maybe they were partying and enjoying the, drinking? They, I guess they was enjoying the, oh, they are. They was enjoying Can't. the nightlife, you know? I mean, you know, they're Sheesh. in different locations. You come to Cleveland, you don't have to play. Some of your team, Co-Anthony's on the worst team. Jalen Green's on the second worst team. And Obi Top is for the Knicks. You want I mean, party. maybe and they just on. stayed you up know? playing 2K too late. Jeez, <laughs> well, that's true ah, though. And, and let's let's a little a little life. bit of a, a little bit of a throwback here. 
what else is there to do in Cleveland? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's not too much to do in Cleveland. But, All right, so just to recap the last few minutes, Cam is accusing NBA players of underage drinking, and PJ is just taking pot shots at the city of Cleveland. All right, we're just going to let you all marinate in that for a minute. Uh, we'll come back. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Has some college football news to get to here. Kentucky, one of the one of the programs I think going into 2022 has an argument, I'd say, with Tennessee for the top contender, right, in the SEC East. Georgia is still the dominant factor there in the SEC East. Alabama, obviously, in the SEC West. But we're looking at top contenders. I think Kentucky probably has as good of an argument as anybody to be the top contender uh, in the SEC East. Think back the last couple of years, they've been playing Georgia in the final, or I should say last three years because Florida won it a couple years ago. But they've had a game late in the season where they've been playing Georgia for the lead in the SEC East, which is wild to think. I mean, 2019, when Georgia's going up to Kentucky and playing them in Kentucky like that, we haven't really seen a scene like that in Commonwealth Stadium where it's packed out and they're playing for everything on the line. Now, Georgia's been able to pull out wins for the most part against Kentucky, but Kentucky's been a really good program. This past year, we saw them start a transition phase, I guess would be the best way of putting it. You get Will Levis in there playing quarterback, slinging the rock around a little bit, a little bit more efficient than what we've seen. Is he a Penn State transfer? Yeah. Is no, he still definitely. there? How many schools? Yeah, he's still there. How okay. many schools have Penn State transfers starting at quarterback for him? But that it's being about there. to be more. I know, uh, ju- I know yeah. the Justin Fields decommit hurts you the most. Yeah, that, that being, well, <laughs> before that, it was Terrell Pryor. Dang. I mean, Penn State has a long, hard history with quarterbacks. Until he got beat. I mean, that's fine. But that being said, <laughs> Kentucky, very good football program. And I think one that's consistently pushing now as a top 15 program in the country, which is wild to think. I mean, just a few years ago, it was like they can't beat Florida. Now they've done it, right? So they're really pushing their way into the upper echelons of the SEC. But I think a potential blow to them here uh, as offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is reportedly uh, taking the same role with the Los Angeles Rams. The team he came from, and they brought him over, Stoops did, to kind of install that open pro-style or modern-day pro-style attack now. And again, not as drastic as a change of what we saw with Georgia Tech moving, but Kentucky has been, we're going to pound the rock 70% of the time and then play action, read option with our quarterbacks, and we're going to try to physically beat you. That's that's what we're going to do. And so it was a kind of a transition year, and I thought going from this year, moving into 2022, would you see the biggest jump with this Kentucky offense? Because you'd have a quarterback second year in the system, OC, who really gets to take control of the offense, but now he's gone. Yeah. And I think with that, just depending on who they hire, and it's kind of late in the process now, a lot yeah. of dudes have already been locked up. Do you promote from within, or do you go out and try to grab somebody? I think this could be a really significant blow in the SEC East race, and to me, that now puts Tennessee as the top contender there in the SEC East. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that. That's why I was about to say Tennessee. They're bringing Hooker back, correct? Yes. Yeah, I, I love his game, and I love what they did last year. And I would go as far as saying my dark horse for second place, Um, de- depending on how they put it together, because you, I know you love Shane Beamer, but um, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler. Uh, See, it just depends on that schedule, though. As much mm-hmm. as we sit here and we talk about the quarterbacks and we talk mm-hmm. about offensive coordinators and we talk about the game plan and the running backs and the wide receivers, 
SEC East comes down to how deep are you at the line of scrimmage? Yeah. I mean, literally, the, the SEC championship and the national championship was just a bludgeoning at the line of scrimmage. Like, Alabama, as much as we want to talk about Jamison Williams and John Mechie cooking Georgia in the SEC championship, Alabama's offensive line dominated Georgia. And I think that's what won in the game because how many times was Bryce Young getting off those passes yeah. with just a half second left, but they gave him enough time mm-hmm. to get the ball out versus you go to the national championship, he has zero time. Looks like DJ Uyungle in the first game where he's just getting constantly pressured from those inside backers, and all of a sudden that QBR goes way down. So with South Carolina, when you say, it, yeah, it's hit and miss. you got Spencer Rattler in, you got the tight end as well. Uh, Shane Beamer did an unbelievable job in his first season. He got a bowl win in his first season at South Carolina, right? It still comes down to depth of the line of scrimmage, and you're losing your best uh, defensive lineman, and it's it's going to be hard to replace those guys. They got some five stars uh, in there at some skill positions that could be really good in 2022, but I think South Carolina was going to come down to is you'll probably see them as a really good first half team. Spencer Rattler and they're going to keep them in some games, but when it comes to the second half, the better team's just going to lean on them. Yeah, dark. Uh, they're a dark horse. I would still go Tennessee. They're going to beat somebody. I'll, I'll mark oh, yeah. that down. They're going to beat somebody they shouldn't beat. I agree with Tennessee with you, though. I think they're the team that scared me kind of last year because they were able to like put up points at a quick and fast pace, too. Mm-hmm. They're going to be really good. Like We could see possibly nine, ten wins this year, depending on how things fall in their they, place. They Here's, take that next, next step. Yeah. Here's what I'll say for Kentucky. They might have the easiest SEC schedule out of anyone. They have to play at Florida, and I think that's week two, though. So, like, you're getting Billy Napier in week two coming off of playing Utah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Week yeah, one, sure. right? And yep. then, so they go Miami of Ohio at Florida, Youngstown State, Northern Illinois. Really good chance they're 4-0 going into at Ole Miss. Then they have South Carolina hosting Mississippi State at Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Louisville. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the schedule like kind of shapes can, up they, for them a little bit. October but. 29th against Tennessee is going to be huge. Yeah. Because if they can beat that, then once again, we're probably talking about Georgia going to Kentucky uh, late November right. for the SEC East title. Yeah. No, and that's big. But I, I think, like you said, that the offensive coordinator change, especially this this late in the process, that that, that sort like depending on what you do, even if you try and promote from within, that's still not that same guy making right. those plays and – that same kind of chemistry that you had with Will Levis last year. So I don't think that hurts you against Youngstown State, right? I don't think that hurts you against South Carolina. Where it hurts you is even if they're up and, and they start winning, right? They start out the season 7-0, 8-0. When you start getting in those late games, those pressure situations, and those important games, that's when that chemistry comes into play. And and you hope they've built a, a good enough a relationship together where they can push through that and and maybe come up with some wins in those big games. But we all know, too, as playing sports, it's a whole lot different calling plays and having that connection with your coach when it's 42 to nothing Yeah. rather than when it's 38-35 and you need a drive with one minute left. So, you know, hopefully they can they can promote from within or grab someone and, and be able to keep that, that kind of same continuity on the offense. But I, I don't know. I think that's going to be... Difficult to overcome. Again, reports we'll saying see. Liam Cohen, second-year offensive coordinator there for Kentucky, being connected to the offensive coordinator job for the L.A. Rams. Another guy who is connected to it, former Georgia wide receiver coach, now co-offensive coordinator and wide receiver coach at LSU, Cortez Hankton, was connected to that as well. So we'll have to wait and see, but it looks like it's going to be Liam Cohen there taking over for the Rams. we got to take a quick break. We'll come up, rec- come back, wrap up second down, get you ready for three and out next. 
PJ. What's what's going on? Three straight top two finishes on super speedways Hey-o. for Bubba Wallace. Yeah, man. What's it going to take? <clears throat> what, finished half a car length behind? <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. an awesome yeah. day going to five. No, that was great. That, that was a wild. I didn't expect it to be as wild as it was. It it got single file for a little bit there, but no, it it was it was wild for sure. You had some some big wrecks, great pack racing. Um, a, a, I how the single lugs go? Well, <laughs> you had some broken wheels. That's not like, good. Literally some broken wheels uh, yesterday. So they're gonna have to get that stuff figured out. Mechanical issues are are gonna be a problem for most of this year. Uh, but hopefully that that steadies out by the end of the year, and and we have less mechanical and car issues. Uh, there in next year. Again, so, PJ we'll Zuko every uh, Sunday morning on green, white, and checkered. You can check him out there. But three and out coming up next. They're going to be joined by the head football coach of the Coastal Carolina, Shanta Clears. Hey. Jamie Chadwell coming up next on three and out. We'll talk to everyone tomorrow.